Welcome to The Father's Heart with Tom Clark, better known as Papa Tom. Good morning. This is Tom Clark with The Papa's Heart, Father's Heart Talk Show. And I have with me another unusual guest, uh, Pastor Devin O'Neill from Louisiana. Before I introduce um, Devin to our audience, I'd like to share some things that, you know, the shows that God's given me to do, and we do together with the Lord, um, are nothing if they're not interesting. <laughs> and I find it very interesting because of what God does miraculously to create them and bring them about. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background of why we're, how we're having this conversation with Pastor Devin O'Neill. It was about a year ago or so that I was up in Moravian Falls with my wife, Janie, and I met this woman up at the top of the mountain in Prayer Mountain, and we began to talk about things, and she just told me that a week before that there was a meeting of 20 Indian chieftains, uh, 20 Indian chiefs, in, representing different, 20 different nations, Indian nations, in Moravian Falls. And that the person that was putting it together was this Pastor De- Devin O'Neill, who I never met from a hole in a wall. And she, she calls him on the phone. She says, I don't get good reception normally on the top of this mountain, but let's try it. We tried it. Sure enough, she made a connection, and I began to have an initial conversation with uh, Pastor Devin O'Neill about um, the Trail of Tears from many years ago in the Indian nations and how God was moving to correct that. So this show today is going to be showing our audience what God is doing around the country and what he's doing to change the nation. And there are signs and wonders occurring, miraculous things that are happening that the mainstream media will never talk to you about. And you'll never see the under things happening beneath the scenes, the things you don't see with your natural eyes. But if you have spiritual eyes and ears to see and hear, you can see the things that God's doing. We're going to give voice today, Pastor Devin O'Neill and myself, just by asking questions. He's the one that's really going to provide the information about what God is doing in America today through our nation, through the Native peoples, through the Indian nations, and so forth. And uh, you're going to see some enlightening things that you probably have never heard before. And so it'll be very interesting to hear from uh, Devon's perspective of what's happening. And I just want to share with the audience that this is a miraculous meeting we're having because it was only two or three days ago that I got a text from Devon after a whole year reminding me of what's happening with the Voice of Mercy, which is a, a ministry that he founded, as well as the Trail of Joy, which is the antithesis of the Trail of Tears. With that, Devon, share with our audience a little bit of background about yourself. All right. Thank you, uh, brother. Uh, well, um, at about uh, 13 years old, my father actually left um, and uh, just kind of bailed out on our family. And uh, we didn't know why or anything. I didn't get any word from him. My mom was very quiet about it. At that time, I made a vow in my heart that, you know, I would never leave my family. And that's the right thing to do. But it ended up being a trap, you know, uh, when I kept that record of wrongs in my heart, it actually gave access to the enemy. I became very rebellious and it was a very destructive part of my life all the way until about age 33. Uh, God pulls me out of it. He, he gets me delivered. And then I begin to learn some things on how to get other people delivered. He starts asking me to bring uh, people in our house. Me and my wife brought up to 12 women in our own home for 14 years. During that process, we started learning uh, some very intricate things about getting people delivered that there can be like legal rights for uh, demonic possession 
and we begin to get people delivered. God moved us into another place where he showed us how to get a, a drug corner shut down through the same principles and then uh, moved us to dealing with cities and, and now with nations. And um, he has us dealing with two principalities that are coming against America right now to take the liberties of the people away. Uh, and it's the principality of prejudice and the principality of antichrist. And so that's really what the trail of a uh, joy tour is all about. And um, you can go to trailofjoytour.com and there's the link that uh, Papa talked about is on there with some more in depth uh, knowledge and PowerPoints, but we'll talk about some of that today. And I want to just encourage you that what we're doing, God has revealed it. Anytime that God reveals something, he's actually wanting to deal with it. But these things cannot be dealt with without the people. It's actually illegal to operate on planet Earth without a body. <laughs> so, you know, Jesus Christ came to Earth in a body. That's scriptural. So, yeah. That's scriptural. And so we all have a part to play. But the encouraging part is um, that God wants to do something and, sure. it, and something can be done. And we're seeing it happen. So just want to encourage you in that note um, that things are happening. Mm -hmm. So you started out... Uh, uh, just the area of the country. Was that Louisiana? Yes, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, born, born and raised there. Uh, our first One Blood Revival that we did, which was actually dealing with these spirits, uh, was there in uh, Baton Rouge. Most people don't know this, but Baton Rouge, Louisiana was actually the start of the civil rights movement. You had the Baton Rouge bus boycott went from McKinley High School into Memorial Stadium. That's where our first One Blood Revival was. Um, and God sent it. I didn't even know. I lived there for 50 years and didn't even know that. Rosa Parks got her inspiration from there. And then uh, Martin Luther King actually came to Louisiana to talk to T.J. Jimerson to learn how uh, to be effective in his civil rights campaign. And so that's where the first one started. Um, what year so, was this? Yeah. That was 2019, which not coincidentally was the 400 year anniversary of the first slaves coming into America 1619 the first uh, slaves arrived in America on a Dutch ship and uh, 400 years is like a deliverance year with the Lord and there were there's actually three significant 400 year anniversaries that fell back to back 2019 um, 2020 and 2021 well share with us we're going pretty quickly here but share with our audience what is One Blood? What is the One Blood? The One, the one Blood Revivals was a revival that would be two days, uh, 12 hours each day, nonstop, with the purpose of unifying the races and the churches for the healing of the nation. Um, and basically, our mode of operation was to actually serve our brothers. So instead of building my own church, build my brother's church. And we were actually... <clears throat> helping a ministry called Gathering of Tribal Nations. We still work with them today. Uh, and God, he, he sent me to Azusa Street um, in 2018 um, to, uh, he told us that there were some Native Americans that, uh, and they were a key to healing the racial divide between the white man and the black man. I knew nothing about Azusa at that time. They were at Azusa Fest and through a bunch of prayer, we decided that this is the Lord and we went up there and um, 112 years to the exact day, I had a dream, and it was about revival fire, had Indians dancing around a fire. God said, that's revival fire. I was supposed to go into a, a territory. The dream had a gravel road with two uh, wooded areas, and I knew I wanted to go into that area, but for some reason, I couldn't go into it. I didn't know why. 
I woke up, my wife had a word, the word was capitulate. And God began to explain to us that his mode of operation is exactly opposite of man's mode of operation. If we want to undo things that were done wrong in the country, we have to step into his way to be able to undo it. Kingdom way. So, yeah. And so his way is, you know, he said, if you lose your life, you'll find it. But whoever keeps his life will lose it. And so God said, if you will build this ministry that has a mandate to gather the tribal nations and you will serve them and help them build their ministry. He said, you can undo the legal right of a principality in a territory and begin to push it out. Yeah. Satan is a legalist and uh, we have to overcome things legally. I'm going to have to take a break here in about 30 seconds, but I do want to mention that it was Karl Marx in 1859 and the origin of species that divided the human race by color of skin. And that's the beginning of prejudice. And he changed it into white, yellow, red, and black. Those four colors of skin, which represent different races, never before in the history of the world was any, uh, there was always racism, but the racism was never based on color of skin. And that's where we got slavery and so on and so forth. So when we come back, we're going to share with Devin his insights into this legal situation we're in right now. We're here with Devin O'Neill, and we were talking about one blood revival and how Scripture only describes human beings as having one blood. By God's design, and that's a very important word, design, human race is one blood. The enemy tries to divide us in many, many different ways. He's always trying to divide us. He stays up at night thinking of ways to divide us. And one of the ways he, he thought of dividing us was by color of skin. So the one blood which God says... Uh, Charles Darwin, through the Origin of Species in 1859, tried to divide the human race into four colors, white, yellow, red, and black, and all sorts of made other very, very uh, heinous and lies about those divisions. Um, and that's, that creates a division because it's an attack that the enemy has against us and that we really need to become unified again. And by the way, that was the beginning of prejudice. Uh, based upon color of skin. We have prejudice for thousands of years, but we've, the enemy created a new prejudice, a new way where he could execute prejudice, and that was by color of skin. But God wants to turn that back, and the one blood revival is God's movement and what God's doing on the earth to overturn prejudice, the spirit and principality of prejudice. So, Devin, speak to the audience a little bit about what God has shown you about how to overcome the principality of prejudice. Okay, so um, I had this dream. It was uh, 112 years to the exact day of the first person being baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Azusa Street Revival. A uh, billboard went up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana that said, if you want to see God heal your city, call yes, one, two, three, four. That was my phone number for 30 years. And it said, yes, above Second Chronicles 7:14. One, humble yourself. Two, pray. Three, um, uh, seek my face and then four turn from your evil ways they both went up the same day the dream i had and this billboard on april 9th uh 2018 112 years to the exact day of the first person being baptized in the holy spirit revival uh, in the holy spirit in the azusa street revival and it was the day the civil war ended this is important because william seymour of that revival prophesied another revival approximately 100 years 
a way that would heal the racial divide. It would spread across the United States and it would be twice as strong as Azusa. We feel like this is what we're contending for. And we are literally dealing with the legal right of the principality of prejudice. And so I want to just back up a little bit so we can understand this. Because of my experience, I came out of a situation that wasn't with race or anything, but it had to do with my father and a record of wrongs. So this is actually how these lower echelon demons get access to you. And then principalities actually have their roots in the lower echelon demons. And they, the principles work uh, over regions and in people the same way. So there's this one encounter because we started taking people in our home, this girl, Sherelle, uh, she was a, she had been convicted of murder. She was a drug dealer. She had HIV. And uh, after about three months in her, in her house, we're inundating her with the word of God every day. Uh, she starts telling no to these voices that were helping her make decisions. She manifests. She falls on the ground. She's crawling on the ground like Ghostbusters, blowing snot bubbles out of her nose, growling. The craziest thing I've ever seen. She's possessed. Absolutely. Like Ghostbusters possessed. Crazy. I, I'd never seen anything like it. We, so we go through deliverance. I actually went through four hours of deliverance that day. She could not take anymore. I, we literally had to carry her out, put her in the vehicle, and take her home. It was actually at a, a job site. We, they cleaned houses, cleaned apartments. And um, so uh, we next day, we go into deliverance. About two hours in deliverance, I encountered the demon of prejudice. I commanded to come out, and it tells me, no, she's obeyed me since she was a little girl. Mm. And it kind of shook me. And then the Lord says... Uh, commanded to tell you what right it has to be there. Wow. And so I did. I said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, tell me what right you have to be there. Although it didn't have to come out, it had to listen and obey, obey, obey me still with the exception of that legal right it had. So it told me, it said, it's everything she was taught since she was a little girl. So both the demon says it has a right there, to be there and the Holy Spirit both tell me they have a right to be there. The demon That's says- That's kind of scary a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it says it's everything she was taught since she was a little girl. Mm. Now, guys, this is something very important. We got to understand this tactic of the enemy. There's wrongs that happen, you know, but we got to realize that we have to forgive people. And it's not about who's right or wrong. It's about not letting someone else's sin mess your life up because unforgiveness is like drinking poison and thinking it's going to kill someone else. It's not, it's going to kill you. Right. It's going to give you an entitlement spirit that you feel justified to rebel. And when you do that, the devil's taking you captive and he gets, he can get legal access to you. And so we, I called the girl back up because I'm talking to a demon. And I, Sherelle, Sherelle, I need to talk to you. And she comes up like she comes out of some water. Her eyes are big as silver dollars. She's freaked out. And I said, this devil says it has a legal right to you. And it's everything you were taught since you were a little girl. She screams at the top of her lungs. The worst scream I've ever heard in my life. And uh, the demon, she coughs it up. I didn't even tell her to come out. And she coughs it up right after that. I asked her later because the scream caught me so off guard. I said, why did you scream like that, Sherelle? And she said, when you said that, I realized I spoke that into every one of my children. Wow. And I'm like, oh, when she told me that, it just sucked the wind out of me. Hmm. And I realized why the enemy, it, you know, through the media is going race, race, race. And then, you know, Black History Month. And, 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 and if we don't tell people, man, there's such a danger if you get offended in your heart. And you could very easily done that because men are wicked beyond imagination without Christ. That's why Jesus came to die on the cross. 
And so he gave us a prescription to deal with it. It's repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached to all nations. And so repentance is how you apply the blood and you can escape the, the influence of the enemy. That's what Jesus died on the cross, came to earth to be able to reinstate that to man because man is what was given authority in the garden. He said, subdue it, take dominion over and rule over the earth. So God had to come back to get that authority from the devil. If you look at, you know, Christ is in the wilderness and the devil says, see all the kingdoms of the world, they're mine to give and I can give them to anybody I want. He said, bow down and worship me and I will give them to you. And then the, the Lord tells him scriptures, but the devil's also telling him scriptures. So Jesus is coming to deal with a legal right. Mm -hmm. And you can't get around these things, but God has given us keys to be able to deal with it. He's shown us that both the race wars, coronavirus, and the elections are dealing that the reason the enemy is able to do that is because of the Indian removal and the trail of tears. So why we know about that is because God moved us in succession. We went from dealing with a person. We were able to shut down one of the main drug corners in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a little place mm -hmm. called Zion City, Cadillac and Apperson. Mm -hmm. God showed us the stronghold, the strong man. We cast the devil out of her, shut down the corner. They did not deal drugs on that corner for years. OK, then God began to move us into a city uh, deal where we're dealing with city principalities, then national. And we're even dealing with global principalities now because you got to realize this. And you see my flag, right? Yeah, you know I love your I shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah. America, the people. America, America. Yeah. America was God's idea. Mm -hmm. I, James Wilson, the first Supreme Court justice said, what are the two characteristics that have become descriptive of the American character? But the love of the law and the love of liberty. Mm. And he said, neither one can be realized without the other because they both lose their name and their nature without the other. And neither one become objects of our love until they become first our objects of our study. And he says, law without liberty becomes oppression and liberty without law becomes lasciviousness. Mm. They are a dichotomy. Okay, and it's Paradox. only when the emergence of both that we see the reality of what God wanted, which is the perfect law that gives liberty. This is why everybody tries to come to America. Not that everything's done right in America, because there's a radical element that's not according to that character, uh, specifically called the Masons and the Illuminati, that have been trying to hijack the American government forever, because this, this is what you need to know. The first civil politic in America was by the, the pilgrims, and they said, this is what it said, the first two things are very important. For the glory of God and for the furtherance of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But when the devil heard that, he said, oh, my God, we got to do something. It, for them to put up the one world government, for the Antichrist to take his place, America must fall. So if America falls, every free nation on the planet oh. will fall with it. This is why Andrew Jackson, a 33-degree level Mason, decided in the Masonic Hall to the Indian removal because he wanted access to America. And see, because we the people are the government, not, not a representative, they're mm -hmm. servants. But we can only hold our government accountable with unity. That's why the devil's game is to divide and conquer. That's why he wants to accuse the races. But it's the human race. He said, out of one blood, Mm -hmm. He made all people. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're one race. Jesus prayed for us to be one. When Jesus died on the cross, it was to destroy the wall of hostility that there would be neither great, 
Greek, nor Jew, nor male, nor female. They would all be one in Christ. True. God is about unity. The pilgrims did the Mayflower Compact to have unity. By the and way, that was uh, 16, we mentioned different compacts for 400 years. You mentioned one in 2019. There was another one in 2020, and that was the Mayflower Compact, if I remember correctly, from 1620 yep. to 2020. Yes, That's sir, the Mayflower Compact is a legal document about our nation, correct? And it speaks, okay. yes, and now, it speaks to the solution. Right. Now, some of the other points you mentioned about William Seymour with the Sousa Street, if my memory serves me correct, wasn't William Seymour black? He was a one-eyed black man, the son of a slave from Centerville, Louisiana, where go. I'm from. I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. And he arrived in L.A. Um, on 222, which is very, very significant because on 222 of 2022, on a Tuesday, Pluto aligns with America. Last time that happened was July 4th, 1776. Okay. 222 is also Bob Jones, Moravian Falls, where you were at. That's yeah. why it's there because Bob Jones was buried that day. Paul Kane was buried that day. And John Paul Jackson, all known as Kansas City Prophets. Right. And it has a lot to do with what's happening right now. On that day, my partner in our tent revival has a vision of an eagle grabbing a snake out of the Mississippi River, flying out. The eagle had Indian feathers on it. A guy at that meeting, uh, Ryland told everybody, a guy at that meeting said, do you know where that happened? You, you, can you show me on a map? And he showed him. He said, I know what that is. And he said, well, what is it? He showed us a picture of an X drawn on the, on, on the map of the United States of America. And it was the second great American solar eclipse that comes through America. It makes an X on the Trail of Tears State Park in Jackson, Missouri, Amazing. exactly one day before the anniversary of Azusa. Mm -hmm. And the last New Madrid earthquake is where it's on the New Madrid fault line is where it makes an X because God's using the sun and the moon mm -hmm. to tell us what's at fault. The last New Madrid earthquake was prophesied by an Indian named Tecumseh exactly one day before it happened. We got to bring it to a close here, Devin, one second. Okay. Catch it on the other side. We're back with Devin O'Neill, and in the break, I was able to share with Devin that the day that he uh, sent me a text, that morning when I first woke, every morning I weigh myself, and I looked at the scale, it's a digital scale, and it said I was 222.2 pounds. And I said, Lord, I know you speak to me in signs, and I know you speak to me through numbers. What is the four twos in a row, 222.2 pounds mean today? And I, I was trying to put the connection together, and I didn't connect in my mind until Devin just shared to us about the X and the different things that was happening with the twos. The twos together, I get the text from Devin O'Neill that day. So, Devin, go back to what you were sharing with the audience about so the twos. That's so significant, man. It's very important. Okay, so, um, so my friend has this vision. Well, 777 days from 222. 2022 on a Tuesday, that thing makes an X on the New Madrid fault line. There's so much. If you do two times two times two times 222, it comes up to 1776. George Washington's birthday was on 222. The day that uh, Martin Luther, the reformer, died was on 222. And then all these Kansas City prophets, Paul Kane, John Paul Jackson, and Bob Jones, what we're doing, the trail of joy tour was birthed in the church where bob jones is buried this is very significant okay? i'm arabian falls 
in Moravian Falls. That's where it's at. Moravian Falls exists because of Bob Jones. He 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 was brought there by the Spirit. It's an amazing story. But I need to go to why he died in 1970. He had a vision, and then the devil told him. He said, "If you tell anybody this vision, I'm gonna kill you." And so he told him. He said, "I got to warn a few." So he told him, and the devil killed him in 1975. He was in heaven, and when he was in heaven, he met the Lord Jesus. And he walks up to him and he said, and the Lord says, Bob, I'm going to send you back. You've died prematurely. And he says, Lord, I don't want to go back. He says, those people don't listen to me. And he says, Bob, you're a liar. He said, everything I say comes true. And he says, by the way, you've always kind of been cowardly. And he (laughs) says, Bob, there's going to be a third world war on American soil. And he said, I'm going to bring a billion souls out of it. And he says, I need you to go touch some young leaders in Kansas City, Missouri, where I'm raising up a new movement. And anywhere it's done, it's going to create a canopy of refuge and a protection in a time of war and famine. So that's one of the messages we've been trumping across the year, that the whole the two years that this story about Bob Jones. And it's so prophetic. I don't know if you know this or not, but um, the the Ashbury University revival that just happened, that was 222 years to, since the Cane Ridge revival that was the second great America, second great awakening. The reason I know is on uh, February 2nd of 2000, I was flying to Israel with the Navajo Nation president, and they began to talk about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And they said, well, that's what Prophet Bob Jones prophesied when that happened. It's going to be a sign of the third great awakening. I'm like, I've never heard of him. He said, well, he's with Morningstar. He prophesied IHOP. I said, I don't know who he is. And I hadn't even... I hadn't even been, I had already been to that church before, but I didn't know who Bob Jones was. Well, I get on the plane and the Lord starts telling me, you realize you're on a plane with the chief of the largest Indian reservation in the United States of America. And there's a prophecy about the third great awakening. So I got, God's got my attention. Now I just heard God tell me this and endorse this prophecy. So for 20 hours, I'm like, I wonder if the chiefs are going to win. And so I land, sure enough, they win. I call a buddy. He tells me, well, you know, that church you were at, Bob Jones is there. I said, I thought he was dead. And he said, well, he is. He's buried at that church. I'm like, you're lying. And he says, no. Through that, God shows me 50 years to the exact day, the the Ashbury University revival in 1970 broke out. Because of that, it was one of our stops for the Trail of Joy tour. I'm in the church because I met with these leaders there in Wilmore, Kentucky. I'm in the church in Moravian Falls where Bob Jones is at. My wife is doing harp and bowl worship with me. I get a call from Ashbury saying revival just broke out. We drive there. We're there the next day. While I'm there, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl again. Why? God is using the sun and the moon and Super Bowls to point to what the the, the He's doing. key is. What the key is, it's the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. God told us that revival would be directly in relation to the healing in the reservations, and the judgment will continue until the church brings healing into the reservations. Hmm. And and the the thing that happened with that was so profound. Why we believe that, why we have— you know, six families that have committed seven months of their lives to travel in mobile homes across the United States of America to turn America back in the, in, in the right direction. I mean, we're doing a revival that costs $30,000 every month, brother. And all these things, we got one family with 10 kids in their mobile home, one family with seven kids. And let me tell you why, because this is what caused us to be so sure about it. In 2019, I'm coming back from North Carolina. The Lord tells me, I want you to do a one-blood revival on 9-11-2020. 
He says, just like oranges get ripe just before winter because you need vitamin C to fight off the flu, the body of Christ is fixing to enter a winter season, and they're going to need spiritual vitamin C, 2020 spiritual vision, to navigate the course that's in front of them. I go to another meeting called the Mississippi River Revival Meeting in a barn, and this guy interrupts his guest speaker, and he says, I feel like God wants me to share this testimony. He said, my friend Israel Hannah was told to go down the Mississippi River and pray over every city and town and uh, blow the shofar as a warning of impending judgment. And he said he arrived in New Orleans on 9-11-1999 at 9 o'clock in the morning. Holy Spirit hits me. It's like ominous. I knew God's telling me it's about judgment. Now, if you do the math, that means that two years to the exact day of this warning, this not just a warning, 12 guys in canoes paddling down the Mississippi River. And two years to the exact day and hour, the first plane gets hit with the towers. So I call this guy up. I ask him, I said, did this happen? He said, yeah. And he says, when I was on the river, God told me the river, the Mississippi River is going to move through an earthquake. I said, man, Israel, God told me the same thing. I've actually got seven signs. This is the eighth sign that I've been given. Now I have over 15, guys. Some of them I just told you about that X and everything, right? Well, um, so God begins to speak to me about what's going to happen in Minnesota. 2019, I went to Minnesota two times. He's telling me he wants me to do this one blood revival in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And now, now keep in mind, this is in uh, 2019 in November when he tells me he wants me to do it. So God begins to talk to me about the race war, the enemies, the, the principality of prejudice is fiction to try to orchestrate to steal the liberties of the people. Um, has me make a video called The Enemy of My Enemy is My Friend. And this is a principle we need to understand, guys. This is what sets us free. When we realize we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but this principality of prejudice and antichrist wants to kill all of us, red, yellow, black, and white. He wants to kill us all. And the only way we defeat him is with unity. So when we realize we have the same enemy, it has a unifying effect. He has me make this video in great detail. He says, put a police officer with his knee on the neck of a black man. It was published March 6, 2020, three months before it happened. May 20th, God showed me the two legal rights in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Dakota Wars where 38 Native Americans were killed, the largest mass execution. That's why Floyd was killed on 38th Street. Guys, what you got to realize is that Black Lives Matter is three lesbian witch witches, avowed Marxists, that no. uh, what was done was high-level witchcraft. They killed him. It was on 38th Street. The devil was saying, this is my in legal Minneapolis. right to do this. 38th yeah, in Street. Minneapolis. No. He said, this is my legal right to do it. And the Harriet and Dred Scott case, the Lord also uh, spoke to us about. <laughs> so, so we, we actually... Let me understand, clarify for our audience. You're saying that the Black Lives Matter movement was founded by four, three people, three people. All three of them people. were women. Yep. All of them were black. Yep. All of them were lesbians. And all the yep. witches. So those are the witches. characteristics of those four characteristics of the three founders. And it was all yep. for, uh, there was a demonic purpose behind it for power, because to the demons are liberty. always yes, taking yeah. our liberty away. I mean, tyranny takes our liberty away. So if it's a movement yeah. for power, and and the Democratic Party used that, but other politicians used it as well, because yeah. it's it's for the attempt to uh, take our freedom away from us and to yeah. exercise power over us, which is what another aspect of what the devil wants to do. He wants to depopulate the earth. 
He believes in a Malthusian doctrine. There's only 500 million people that should be on the earth. Yeah. We have 8 billion. So you've got to reduce yeah. the world population by 7.5 billion. And the 500 million that are left, he wants to control. Because he That's wants exactly dominion right. that he got in the garden. And he wants to maintain that dominion over human beings. Whatever color they are. And he uses yeah. division. And all yeah. the shapes and forms of division can come. He does that because he cannot handle us being unified. That's exactly right. So at the 32nd degree level of the Masons, they have a position called uh, the Sublime Keeper of the Royal Secret. It's represented in the two-headed phoenix called Mammon Ra, the principle of duality. The Royal Secret is order out of chaos. Uh, Marx and uh, another guy, um, Hegel, uh, is called the, the Hegelian dialect. Yeah. And what they want to do is create a division or a war. And if you fight on either side, whether it's right or wrong, you still help bring forth the agenda. It's the most powerful form of witchcraft there is. And so it's population manipulation and control. And that's and, and when you understand that, you can break outside of that control. But you got to understand the way you do it is expose it. And that's why I'm talking about it now. It, it, you got to understand that they're trying to take us captive. And, can, I, and can I stop you for a second? Unity. For the sake yeah. of our audience, if I remember the writings correctly, because you're, you're sharing things with me that are new, but they connect back to things that I remember from my reading and things like that. Um, Hegel and uh, wrote about dialectical materialism. And the yeah. dialectic is the concept of your thesis, you yeah. have antithesis, and they have yeah. synthesis. And yeah. that, that's a constant battle, or we call it the war, between thesis antithesis and then synthesis but the synthesis synthesis that whole process is not under god it's not kingdom it's all under demonic powers and it's yes, all to exercise power over human beings that's yeah. how they're trying to run this dialectic and if we don't understand you know i spent about 50 years outside of washington dc and sometimes i had conversations with people who were pretty smart people in the, the department of defense and they were describing that if you want to win a battle, you've got to get inside the enemy's decision decision loop. And as inside that decision loop, you've got to think like they think in order to beat them at their own game. And so if we understand, we're coming to a close here at the moment, but if you understand that there's a dialectic is one of the ways the enemy thinks, and you want to break out of that, right? You have to understand the purpose of that is to divide us. That's the whole purpose of the dialectic, to divide us. And God always wants us to be united. And uh, the process of being united, by the way, has embedded <coughs> in it truth and love. And in yes. the enemy's way, the process is fear and lies. He yep. works through fear and lies to divide us. God works through truth and love to connect us. You know, the Father's Heart talk show, Malachi 4.6, bringing the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers, is to connect <laughs> us to our natural fathers and all in the family and also to connect us with God the Father. So with that, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a moment with Pastor Devin O'Neill from Louisiana and the insights God has given him. We should all recognize in America that America was designed by our founding fathers to be a democratic republic. And the power belongs to we the people. 
But one of the things that the powers and principalities of evil have tried to do is to take power away from we the people. So Devin's going to speak to the process of how we can get America back and how to overcome the powers of principalities of evil that have taken away our freedoms and have used the election process in ways and why they used the election process, how they were able to get away with what they got away with in the election process from a legal perspective in the spiritual world. So Devin, share with our audience about what you have discovered, what God has shown you of how the powers and principalities of people have affected the election process. So I mentioned Andrew Jackson, you know, he's a 33 degree level Mason and, and the whole royal secret process. So he knew he had to get access to America. That's what the Masons knew. So the Masonic Hall in Franklin, Tennessee is where the Indian removal was decided. And um, they knew if they did that and the people didn't stand up and do something about it, then the, the, the sovereign, which are we the people, would be complicit and it would give a spiritual legal right for them to begin to do more things in America and gain control because what they want to do is to is get power and to get that power they have to take it from the people um, and you so you oh, stop me one second there you mentioned the word complicity Compl yes. being complicit that you know America needs to understand what's going on Americans and so that we take a stand and particularly a call for fathers who are men to take a stand and object to what's being done because if we don't object the enemy just rolls over us that's right so continue please it was, said, it was said that all that's needed for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing mm -hmm. what we got to realize guys is the only way you can stop these principalities the only way you're going to hold a, a, a rogue government accountable is unity the people have to unify if that doesn't happen it's an impossibility Okay, and so there's some spiritual dynamics I want to point out. God began to sp speak to us about the trail of tears being the, the legal right behind, you know, the race wars, the coronavirus, the, uh, the elections. And uh, I was in Tahlequah, Oklahoma at the John Ross Museum. John Ross was the principal chief of the Cherokees at the time of the Indian removal. He was half Scottish half uh, Cherokee, and he was a Moravian. His daughter was in the Salem, North Carolina Moravian school at the time of the Indian removal. So these guys were Christians, guys. They were fully assimilated to America. They, they were Americans. They had Allen Bellum homes. They had farms, they, you know. So John Ross was very intelligent. And uh, when they began to do the, they began the lottery off the land for the Native Americans. So uh, John Ross took it to court. And he fought it in the courts of America. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court established that it is unconstitutional to remove these Native Americans from their land and remove them from their homes. So he won. Yeah. This is historical fact. Go look it up. And so he won. Well, one thing is the Lord hates unbalanced scales. Okay, that's what we have to understand. And so I'm in this uh, museum in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and I'm reading this letter. It's a six-foot scroll, and, it, and it's about the – it's a rebuttal to the Indian removal from John Ross. And I'm looking at it, and on big, bold letters, the words fraud are just like stand out to me. And I see it, and I look at it, I read it, and it's talking about the Indian removal. I'm like, man, this is much like what we're going through in America. Well, a year later, God speaks to me and says, you need to get that. I want you to begin to present this to people. And I go back to the museum, and I look, and I cannot read one single word on the scroll. 
So what happened was God supernaturally showed that to me. So I had to go to the internet to even, I couldn't read one word off the scroll. It was small cursive words I couldn't read. So I found it on the internet, and this is what it says. It says um, that, um, it says a treaty purporting to be a treaty with the chair uh, with the Cherokee people has recently been made public by the president of the United States. He said, we declare in the view of the civilized world and in the presence of almighty God, that this treaty is false and fraudulent upon its face. It's been made without sanction and against the wishes of the great body of the Cherokee people. And, and guys, doesn't that seem very similar of where we find ourselves right now? So God has really shown us that this is actually the roots of what's happening. And what's happening is the Antichrist literally is trying to set his kingdom up. It, you can also call it the one world government, the new world order, the great reset, whatever you want, a 2030 plan. Okay. And he's basically, he wants to, he's got to take your liberties away. He's got to cause America to fall before he can set up his kingdom. If America falls, every free nation on the planet falls with it. I want to re, I want to back up because I need you to get this piece I wasn't able to deliver earlier. Why yes. we, we, we know this with great conviction. Why our families have all committed to leave their businesses, their homes, and travel across the nation. I mentioned this guy, Israel Hanna, and the confirmation. I go to Minnesota. I, God tells me to go to four states, every Indian reservation with this model of evangelism that he said had the power to push oppression out of every Indian reservation. And it's the original model of evangelism in Luke 10. We teach this across the nation. There's a documentary uh, called Sheep Among Wolves about it. Some of their, their leaders are traveling with us. The reason why that's important is because the Native Americans were really hurt by spiritual spirit of religion, which really was a spirit of Antichrist in the residential schools. They pulled them out of their families. They made them cut their hairs. They said, you can't speak in your language and you can't do any of your traditions. And there were some atrocities that happened to these Native Americans that are mind blowing. And so in these Native Americans, they have the trauma in their heart that they can only be dealt with through the anointing. Okay. Because we don't know how to deal with trauma as people. We need God's spirit to help Spiritually, us. Spiritually, yes. But they don't want to go to the tent. They don't want to go to the church. You know how I know this? In Cherokee, they cut my tent down. They cut it up. They wrote murderers on the revival sign, and they cut it up. God had us respond. With bounty houses went up the same day. We put up a new banner that said, welcome to the banquet house. His banner over me is love. And we serve free popcorn, lemonade, and food for seven days straight. It caused us to connect with the traditional spiritual leader, which we're working on. Okay, so that we can't stick our head in the sand. This is a wound in our nation that's giving access to these principalities. And we're so sure about it because of this guy, Israel Hanna. Remember I told you the date, 9-11, 1999 at nine o'clock in the morning? Judgment hits America uh, two years to the exact hour. God has me traveling across Minnesota, four different states, all the Indian reservations in that process my host that I'm staying with opens a book. It has this guy's testimony in it. I look at the testimony. I realize I got the dates wrong. It said he left the headwaters at that date. I was told he arrived in New Orleans that date. So I'm like, man, I got this wrong on my website. I got to call this guy back up. I call him up. I talk to him about it. He's like, man, I'm sorry. It was a miscommunication. I'm like, okay, man. Well, I said, when did you arrive in New Orleans? He said on 11-11. Now, remember we mentioned the Mayflower Compact. 400 year anniversary was 11 11 2020 all right and so i'm like wow man i just found out about this and he's like wow and i said well why did 
why did you go down the Mississippi River? Now, remember the accuracy of this judgment that already happened in America. It was a warning. The Lord's trying to wake up America. It's judgment, too. It's a curse of sin. All of that combined, you know, because God's not going to let us change the genders of children anymore, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not. Okay, because people are going to hell over this. And so I said, why did you go down the Mississippi River? And he said, God told me there was going to be judgment in America unless the church brings healing into the reservations. Because guys on the reservations, they like some of the testimonies, children, multiple children, high numbers, jumping off cliffs, committing suicide together. 13 men freeze to death in the street, passed out, drunk, froze because they it was in the winter. Okay. These get they, they so it's it's extreme and it's happening in our nation, but out of sight, out of mind. And so I, he tells me, and I said, man, well, God gave us this form of evangelism. He said, had the power to push oppression out of every Indian reservation. Then Israel Hannah goes, oh, my God. I said, what? He said, man, I, I read the one year Bible and I, sometime I use it as a journal. And I'm looking at today's date and it says, God, why do you want me to go down the Mississippi River? And I need a sign. I called him up 21 years to the exact day of him asking God the same question. The revival we did was 21 years to the exact day and hour of him leaving the headwaters. Because of this, our team has been traveling across the nation. To date, we have seen healing brought to Native Americans and revival breakout simultaneously three different times. I have it on my website on that campaign I sent you. It, the campaign that's at the top of our website, it's a, a campaign to bring awareness and support so we can actually bring this truth and shift our nation back in the right direction. It has a short video at the bottom of the text, all the way down. If you read down bottom, you got to hit read more. It has a documentary, an hour long, that goes into detail with PowerPoints. And it has two accounts where this is caught on video. We actually seen it manifest. Guys, we have the key in our hand. You wonder why we haven't been able to shift things or turn things around? It's because of this legal root and right. This key is too big for us to turn by ourselves. It can only be turned through unity. Okay, we need people to come on board to be laborers, to open doors and reservations, although we have a bunch of doors open, and people that want to help finance it. I don't know about you, but I don't want my legacy to be on my watch. We won't, we lost liberty on my watch. My children and grandchildren lost freedom. I can't bear it. That's why I've, I, 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 I sold my business, sold my house, left my ministry and have committed to, to implement these keys. Those aren't the only ones. I mean, we do reclaiming family workshops. Mm-hmm. We do reclaiming education. We, we, we have three different. We have a model school where we had four and five year olds on their face in the glory of God every day. They put one of these in the highest crime area in Lafayette, Louisiana. And the result was no murders for eight years. Working with Mornestore that's been doing one of these schools yeah, for over two decades. I got to ask you a question. Yes, How sir. can people that are hearing this radio broadcast and eventually the podcast will come from this. How can they get involved and how can they contribute either time, money or resources to what okay. you do? Go to trailofjoytour.com. Best way is if you can share that Give, Send, Go link. It has several videos that will really cast vision for people. Mm -hmm. They can sew there. My phone number is 225-937-1234, 225 
yes, one, two, three, four, because God's looking for your yes, and he'll do the rest. If you want to be a laborer, you got to call me personally. We'll do that. And And so that's how you can get involved. We thank you so much, Pastor Devin O'Neill, for sharing what God's doing in the world and that people who want to get involved can do so if they choose to do so. 